From Finance and Commerce, this is Beyond the Skyline, a podcast about economic development, commercial real estate, and construction in Minnesota. In each episode, you will meet business leaders, builders, entrepreneurs, and big thinkers. I'm David Bolander, editor of Finance and Commerce. Thanks so much for joining. Beyond the Skyline is sponsored by Ironmark Building Company. Whether it's a new luxury apartment building in the North Loop or expanding the community in the suburbs, Ironmark builds quality projects for discerning clients. Ironmark's foundation is built on a culture of collaboration with clients and projects that stand the test of time. Talk to Ironmark's award-winning team about your next construction project today. Go to ironmarkbuildingco.com. In this episode, FNC reporter Brian Johnson talks to Morgan Fredrickson, a senior construction project manager at Ryan Companies and the overall winner of Finance and Commerce's 2023 Top Women in Construction Awards. Fredrickson discusses her interest in construction and architecture, some of her most memorable projects, and talks about efforts to improve diversity in construction. Well, hey, I'm pleased to be joined by Morgan Fredrickson, Senior Project Manager with Ryan Companies. Um, We're happy to have you on board here, Morgan. And of course, we're looking forward to Women in Construction Week coming up here in March, I believe. So uh, we wanted to, that'd be a good time to chat with you and some of the good work you're doing with Ryan and some of the projects you're working on. So how uh, how are you doing today, Morgan? Doing well, Brian. Thanks for reaching out. Absolutely. So I was wondering if you could just start by talking a little bit about your construction, your roles with Martinson as a senior project manager and some of the projects you've been working on. But first, how long have you uh, been with Ryan and uh, in the construction industry overall? Uh, I've been with Ryan. It'll be four years in August. And before that, I was working out in Portland, Oregon for another general contractor called RNH Construction. Uh, so overall, it's been a little over 10 years now. Okay. And at what point did you become interested in construction as a career? Yeah, so I actually went to school for architecture. Uh, When I graduated high school, I had an interest in chemistry, in journalism, uh, psychology. So I was kind of looking for something that would bridge a little bit of all of those and found that architecture was really a great fit. It, It blended some of the science and engineering, a little bit of the arts, and certainly had a strong human element to it. I ended up graduating with my bachelor in 2011 and my master's in 2012. But before I graduated, I knew I probably was not going to be pursuing licensure and a a career in architecture. There was something about the practice of it that just wasn't hitting everything I was looking for. Kind of accidentally, I found a job in construction. (laughs) I ended up starting as a on-site secretary. Essentially, if there was anybody getting somebody coffee, which there wasn't, but if there was, it would have been me. And that's how I ended up getting started. Uh, Eventually, they continued to give me more and more opportunities and and pushing what I knew. And I had a wonderful superintendent that invested a lot of time and energy to make sure he was sharing what he knew with me and he saw potential. And through that, I just started to fall in love with the industry and have stuck with it ever since. 
Okay, great. And can you tell us a little bit more about your specific roles as a senior project manager, some of your day-to-day job duties? Sure. A senior PM, you are involved more directly with front-end development of the project, uh, working with the engineers and architects, working with the owner themselves directly. You are also working with subcontractors, subcontractor partners who are going to be helping with design development. Then throughout the project, um, I try and always get myself based in the job trailer, out on the job site full time. I, I love being out where the action is and actually getting to talk to the people who are putting the work into place. So make it a point of staying really connected with the field team and across all the subs. That's one of the most fun parts of the job for me. But then also you're mentoring and teaching a lot of uh, up and coming PEs and PMs. And anyone else that you have an opportunity to share your knowledge, uh, that's an expectation. Great. And uh, I'm curious what it was like uh, during the height of the pandemic and what, how did you, how did that change how you go about your job? I'm sure there are certain protocols in place that um, you had to certainly follow. Um, How did that, can you, can you walk me through that a little bit? Yeah, uh, interestingly enough, it was not that long after I moved back here to Minnesota and got started with Ryan. I was only a few months into a project, and then that was March of 2020, and everyone was sent to work from home. So the uh, that connectivity that I thrive on being out on the job site, uh, we lost that because we're sent to work from your home office, and being so new to Ryan and the industry in Minneapolis area as a whole. Uh, that was a that was a big impact for me, uh, trying to shift how you develop those relationships to a digital format, and you're mi- making new relationships, you're meeting new people, uh, everything's new, and then everything was different. COVID was definitely a challenging time for a lot of reasons, but I had not really planned on that when I decided to make the move in 2019. <laughs> yeah, it was certainly a challenging time for all of us. And it just made me think of that question when you mentioned that, how much you love being on site. Um, I, I've been working from home, actually, since the pandemic started. So, um, you know, I, I know it's it, it changed a lot. It were some big changes for a lot of us. But um, can you tell me a little bit about some of the projects you worked on? I know it looks like one one of your jobs is a 300-unit senior uh, living project on the Highland Bridge campus. Yeah, is that that's, right? my, that's my most recent project. We're just wrapping up final contract uh, paperwork at this point. But fully turned over on time, on budget. So I'm very happy to see how that one progressed. Uh, so that has been majority of my time with Ryan has been now with this project. Prior to that, I worked out at UST on their second year housing project. It's now referred to as Fry Hall. Uh, and then back in Oregon, I was working on a number of senior living projects uh, for the other eight years of my career. And it looks like one of the projects you worked on was a lead platinum housing project. Is that correct? Yeah, that's the Tommy East building. Uh, that achieved lead platinum and was fully under construction during the thick the start through the thick of COVID. So mm. to be able to get that one turned over on time as well, and then to be able to achieve lead platinum, we we're originally going for gold, and then saw an opportunity 
and made some adjustments and, and pushed to get to platinum. Yeah, it was a huge testament to what the team was able to do, especially during COVID. Interesting. What are some of the design elements on that project that allowed you to get to that level? I'm just curious about that. Uh, there was a lot of different elements at play. Uh, when you're talking about a, a lead platinum project, There's a you got to go for a lot of points, 80 minimums. So mm-hmm. um, a few that we were able to do at the very end uh, was there had been additional points that we had always been going for but always anticipating there's probably going to be a few that fell off that didn't come to fruition. Since all of those came to fruition, it left us within striking distance of platinum. We then added some additional specialized testing. Uh, We tracked down additional uh, documentation that would have otherwise been above and beyond to put together. But since it was to be able to cross the threshold of platinum, it was absolutely worth the time and effort. So made those shifts and got the paperwork in and everything was approved. So we got to platinum. And when was that project completed? That would have turned over in August of 2020. Okay, great. So what what else can you tell us about the, uh, it looks like you're involved, pretty active in the industry with various organizations. Uh, you've done some mentoring. Can you talk a little bit about that and why you or why that's important for you to be involved? Yeah, absolutely. Um, yeah, I, I enjoy being involved and in, and in spreading knowledge and awareness of the construction industry, especially across younger groups of people. I know when I was growing up, I uh, didn't really consider construction management as a career, and I never considered trades as an option. It's like it just didn't even occur to me. And it wasn't until meeting my husband that he's in the trades and it really opened my eyes to that whole other realm and what huge role they have within our, our world, our built environment that would not exist without them, but yet it tends to get overlooked as an option. So I, I feel strongly about trying to get more awareness out to younger people so that they can at least consider it as an option. Uh, illustrating to to kids and adults the opportunities within this industry, uh, it'll only open the doors to have a, a stronger, more diverse workforce. And I'm sure the construction industry would be better off because of it. So I, I, I want to be able to provide proof of concept that women can be in construction and be successful. I want to illustrate as much as I can the benefits of trades and make sure that Kids and adults are aware of that opportunity. So that's why I focus on mentoring with ACE, which is focused on high school kids. Uh, in Oregon, I was working with a group called Architects in Schools that was focused around fourth graders. That was mm-hmm. a lot of fun, uh, focusing on critical thinking skills and basic sketching, basics of construction processes, uh, city development, kind of covered a little bit of everything. Uh, Women in Trades was another group I worked with in Oregon. We worked with a bunch of organizations, uh, all the trades, general is union and non-union, just to try and get a single platform for women and their kids, their husbands, whomever, can come through and experience a little bit hands-on what the trades really do. So there were masons there, and they were setting a couple blocks of brick, handing the trowel over to the five-year-old and asking them to throw some grout on a block. Uh, There's electricians showing how to wire. There's 
uh, tree trimmers, uh, giving people rides in the boom lift, just mm -hmm. the breaking down that initial barrier a little bit to help get some more exposure and understanding, I think will really open the doors to a lot of people considering construction as an opportunity. And I just, I'm really excited about what that could look like for the industry should that shift start to happen. Well, that's great. That hands-on stuff, you know, what a young kid doesn't like playing with shovels and things of that nature, right? Exactly. So, um, I have uh, three daughters and a son. All three of my daughters are interested in the environment and sustainability, and they know all about lead and things of that nature. So um, I think, you know, it's it's wonderful that uh, I, I are are you seeing more, I guess, interest just based on the interactions you've had with young people? Are you seeing more young women um, being open to the idea of working in construction, whether it's in the trades or uh, design or engineering? Or what? what's your sense of that? Yeah, I, I think there's definitely been a growing interest in it and certainly a lot more support and acceptance for it. Um, look forward to the day where it's just the norm to have the same maybe an average number of women or or minority or other underrepresented groups just be the status quo of the average in the industry we have a long way to go for that but i certainly see improvement happening yeah absolutely and uh did you have any um mentors who were women in construction when when you were uh, in school or what what was your experience there? Um, as far as women in construction, it's mostly after college uh, when I had mm -hmm. gotten into construction. Uh, as for architecture, I did have several wonderful women instructors who were licensed architects uh, who had worked in the Midwest area. When I got into construction, the vice president of that company was a woman who was a carpenter, journeyman carpenter by trade got into field supervision, became a superintendent, then shifted into the office and then progressed. So she really covered the gamut of what industry, what the construction industry has to offer. Uh, she was a great role model and a great uh, influence on me for sure. But really it's, it's been the other men in my life that have inspired me to want to achieve what I have in this industry. And I'd like to continue to use the aspect that yes, I am a woman in this industry to reach out to try and attract more women into the industry because I have found it so rewarding. And I think there is still a strong barrier there, either in perception or experience between women trying to get into the industry. I want to do what I can from my position to be able to illustrate there is a different way and it, it can work and it can work very well. Yeah. And I can attest to that based on a number of women I've talked to over the years who uh, maybe they're a single mom and they were working in some kind of a low paying job and then just uh, discovered the opportunities that are available in the trades or some other segment of the industry. And it was really a, a life changing experience for them. So got to spread that word, right? Absolutely. <laughs> well, I, I don't want to take up too much of your time, Morgan, and I'm running out of specific questions, but is there anything else that you'd like to say just kind of in the way of your industry involvement or the, the work that you do? And I guess what's your message out there for 
any young women who might be interested in construction as a career? Well, I guess my advice would be to just give it a shot and continue to trust in yourself that you'll be able to figure it out. There are men and women that are out there looking to help the next generation, regardless of gender. And to go into something thinking your gender is a a disclaimer or a caveat or some discrepancy from the norm that you need to be aware of, I I would caution not to. Uh, Go in being who you are, doing what you do. And when you are good at it, trust that you will be recognized. It doesn't have to be gender specific. So don't, don't let that perception hold you back from trying. Yeah, and it just makes sense. As we all know, there's a need for more people to work in construction. And uh, it just makes sense to be inclusive and to uh, kind of ignore 50% of the population just uh, is uh, silly. <laughs> so hopefully, Yeah, hopefully we'll continue to see progress there. But, um, well, thank you for your time, Morgan. Really appreciate it. And, um, you know, maybe we'll see you at an event coming up or uh, just uh, talk to you about one of your projects in the future. But uh, just want to wish you well and uh, thank you for uh, taking some time to chat. Sounds great. Thanks again, Brian.